Blog Talk Radio. The Catch with John Fisher on Blog Talk Radio, connecting life to faith. We're just trying to get it together, trying to help their fellow man, hoping we can make it better. This is exactly what we're going to be talking about tonight. Do you really think we can make it better? And, uh, boy, uh, looking at the world right now, uh, we sure do uh, need something better. (laughs) That's all I can say about it. Um, I I just picked up a book the other day called What Are Christians For?, I really like that because uh, Christians are primarily known for being what we are against. And this is what our Christians for, but I tell you, the subtitle is what really got me life together at the end of the world. <laughs> that, now that's a subtitle. So uh, we are, that's what we're talking about. As soon as I get my phone off here. How to make a difference in our world. And we do it, you know, we do it through our lives. We do it. It's not, you know, we're not going out there and marching every day. Um, we, uh, we, we, we do it through, relation, through primarily through relationships. And uh, so that's what we like to talk about a lot here at The Catch. And so as not to take any time away from our guest, uh, it's my pleasure to bring on again someone who is truly not, not new to us here. His, his face is uh, all over our website, and uh, one, of his, one of his tunes is there. We still have the video where he's singing to uh, try and encourage people to become member partners. He's a real fan and uh, encourager of the catch uh, and all that we're doing here. So uh, please welcome our good friend, Noel Paul Stuckey. Noel, welcome back to uh, Blog Talk Radio, the catch. Thank you, John. Good to be here. Good to uh, hear being metaphoric, of course, but... (laughs) Good to be in the in the same uh, conceptual space with you. <laughs> yeah, amen. Okay, well, Noel, I really want to uh, delve in we, tonight to uh, you're having a book written about you right now, and uh, it's a biography that traces a number of things in your life. Um. You want to tell us a little bit about that? And uh, I'm most curious about the title. Um, so let's talk about that a little bit. All right. Um, I, you know, first I want to make a general uh, assumption that most of us 
some point in our life look back at the life that we've lived and realize that it's been an evolving set of circumstances. Uh, we've learned a lot. We've perhaps made a few major mistakes. Uh, we have entered into areas of forgiveness. We have uh, done self-appraisals that have turned our lives, changed uh, our directions, and given us hope. And uh, the reason that I want to get so general is that the idea of doing a book about me was not very comfortable, honestly. Uh, but my history sort of suggests that it might be interesting. And my go- my goal or my role, I suppose, in helping Gene Finley uh, write this book is um, to make sure that those processes, processes, I guess you pronounce it, um, are identifiable by other folks um, that, you know, it's, yes, it is. Every uh, faith journey is unique. Uh, every life is unique, but there are some parallels that we can draw, you know, some yeah. truths that we can draw from other people's lives. And as a singer songwriter, I definitely draw upon those facts when I create, um, you know, little stories that have a, a lesson behind them or I'm just trying to uh, construct a uh, a moment in time that passed. And so uh, all of this leading to your point about what's the title of the book and how did it come about um, probably won't be finished. I mean, Gene and I are working even today on it, but uh, probably won't be done until 2023 sometime is called Don't Use My Name, which happens to be a, a song uh, that uh, was on one of my albums a long while ago, but the song came from a real person experience. Um, I was in England, a, a young, I, I would have to say convert, pretty flush with the language of the evangelical. And, uh, you know, when you're a baby in the spirit, you you're learning the language and there are so many established terms. Um, I can remember, <laughs> yeah. I can remember, I can remember meeting a preacher, uh, you know, who f- discovered who I was and what my past was. And he came over to me, wrapped my, his arms around me in a big bull of a man and said, my boy, you've been washing the blood of the lamb. <laughs> <laughs> in, in an attempt to, uh, you make him make him feel at ease, and yet at the same time, recognize that that was n- not the manner in which I would describe my conversion. <laughs> I I said that to him in as many words. I said, "Well, I, I'm not sure I'd put it that way, but yeah, yes, I understand what you're saying." Well, his inability at that moment to take in what I was expressing was pretty evident in the draining of the color from his face <laughs> and, the, and the cessation of any conversation beyond that. Um, uh, that, that is in that story. It really is kind of a parallel to the title of the book because uh, uh, as a recent convert doubling back now on my previous conversation, um, you know, I was 
really dependent on terms. I was like a year, two years into uh, being a young uh, a young Christian and uh, learning certain words and terms that were uh, part and parcel of the evangelical movement. But at the same time, I'm writing songs I'm called to write, you know, that are very, how shall I say, earthbound, like, you know, turn it over to the Father, turn it over to the Son, turn it over in the Spirit until the kingdom comes. Well, now that's, you know, that's biblical, that's scriptural. But the mm-hmm. verses were deep in the woods, the sound of an axe, and a man of the soil plants his seeds and prays that the earth will provide what he needs. He turns it over. I'm trying to draw parallels between as uh, as your prelude for the catch says. I'm trying to draw uh, the infusion of the spirit through the life that I'm living. Right. So anyway. Right. Back to the English stage, and I keep trying to tell you the story. Though. I'm standing <laughs> on stage, and I finished the concert, you know. And of course, I've included the Puff the Magic Dragon, and probably Blowing in the Wind. And certainly, if I had a hammer, songs of justice and songs of community and compassion, and a couple of the new songs that I've written in the spirit. And uh, as the people are filing out of the auditorium, maybe not that big an auditorium maybe two to three four five hundred people there's a couple standing there and they are about oh ten feet in front of the stage i'm packing up my guitar and they're just kind of looking at me and then they look at each other and they smile and they look at me and they're still standing there and people are leaving and they're still standing there funny i can't stand it anymore (laughs) and i say and i say hi and they go hi uh and they came over and they said, we certainly enjoyed uh, your show tonight. I said, thank you very much. And then in order to make them feel more comfortable, I said, yeah, I thought I heard you singing. And I pointed over to some abandoned part of the auditorium where I couldn't possibly have picked them out from the other people that were singing. <laughs> and they chuckled nervously. And then um, then there's this silence. And then the guy says, uh, the male, it was a couple, who uh, and the male says, um, we, um, we have a word of the Lord for you. Well, now, you know, I'm a pretty young um, student of the word. And so I'm figuring, you know, if they've got enough calling to come over to the stage and tell me this, then I better have enough calling to pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. So I say, R- Really? And my heart starts to beat a little faster because <laughs> I've been in these spiritual circumstances before, and I'm assuming that something really important is going to come out. And he's, he looks at his wife or his girlfriend or whoever she was, looks back at me and says, yep, yeah, um, don't use my name. <laughs> wow. And I, Yeah. I mean, wow, indeed, I don't, and and then he shrugs his shoulders, and he says, uh, I'm not sure what that means, but I just know that we were supposed to tell you that, and uh, of course, there are two immediate alternatives that come to mind, mm-hmm. one is one is a directive, don't you dare preach about me, uh, you know, you do me a disservice, don't, don't, uh, don't mention my name. You know, don't mm. just stop preaching. Get out of the business. Mm. 
<laughs> or or the alternative, which takes me more and more more time. I mean, they're long gone, and I'm probably two or three months into reflection uh, reflection upon what they've said. And I'm beginning to think, oh, don't use my name means let me be expressed in how you act, not what you say. Let me be expressed in parable. And, And in fact, much like Emily Dickinson, tell me on the slant because my Ah. brilliance is too much for the human mind and soul to take in. Mm. That, I must admit, was a lot easier to take (laughs) (laughs) or as a a suggestion than the previous uh, interpretation. So, ever since that time, I think all of my songs... uh, and sometimes much to the consternation of, uh, you know, of the Saved, um, have attempted to introduce uh, the divine in the ordinary, through, through the eyes of the ordinary. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mentioned the song to you when we had a previous conversation called The Winner, that uh, can make people feel uncomfortable because... It's uh, it places them in a decision-making position that they thought they wouldn't have to address anymore once they'd given their heart and their soul to God. Uh, but it, to me, it's just a reinforcement of their decision. And the lyric says, uh, "There's one thing that brings us together, and there's one thing." that it tear us apart and you get to choose one or the other. There's no room for both in your heart. And then the song mm-hmm. goes on, but it's basically it's, it's a hymn without using God's name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, I seem to be called to that particular kind of uh, message and that particular kind of vocation. Yeah. So the name of the book is, don't use my name, uh, and the subtitle is um, "Faith and Justice Without Labels." Oh, nice! That's great. Well, you know, it, this is amazing because uh, Noel, and just in preparing for this interview, here's my first question, and I wrote this before. You know, we talked about any of this uh, mm-hmm. through the years. You've managed to hold onto your faith in Christ without hardly ever sounding like an evangelical. Has that been a <laughs> constant effort to toe that line? Has <laughs> that was my first question. That's I think really you interesting. Yeah, huh. I think. Well, you've I, and, it. I, and particularly, I think I am so blessed because it's not been a conscious choice. In other words, you know, if if Christ is called for in terms of the expression of his being, I'm not, you know, <laughs> I'm not concerned with saying it or not saying his name. Uh, it's yeah. just that my calling runs in a different group. Well, there's your phone again. Go ahead. I got it. <laughs> I got rid of it. I haven't learned how well, to do you... this yet. <laughs> 
I could turn the sound off of my computer, but then I wouldn't hear you. So that, that could be a problem. No, I, uh, huh. I'll figure this out. <laughs> yeah. Yes, well, uh, it's just technology. It will come and it will go. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I, I'm thinking that this is especially important for you, Noel, because of, of anybody I know, uh, well, at least, you know, there's been this kind of divide for the longest time, although it, it, it's starting it's starting to get a little bit mushy in the center now, but this divide <laughs> between Christian music and commercial music, you know, secular music. And uh, uh, you you've probably had more of a foot definitely have had more of a foot in the in the secular world than than in the Christian world, it seems to me. Um and uh uh that that's got to be a, a difficult um a difficult road because uh on one way you're probably not Christian enough for the Christians and uh mm. And, and and the the rest of the world is gonna kind of wonder, well, what was that about? What are you trying to What are you trying to say there? And uh, depending on how hard they want to work on it, you know. So I, but I think because of your, you know, your step in the secular world, um, that this is this is really important because you can't. You're speaking to people that you can't rely on. You know, washed in the blood. You can't rely on any of those evangelical words right. to mean anything. And right. uh, so we're starting from square one, and and that's, I think that's what's beautiful about it. And I, I think you've done a marvelous job, myself, in that well, position. Well, I, I I appreciate your uh, your support and your encouragement. Like I said, uh, that <laughs> is definitely my calling. I am. Uh, I I don't know if you're aware of the fact that my wife and I have, uh, for a period of time, uh, done a program called One Light, Many Candles, hmm. which is a uh, kind of a revelation of the various ways in which we view the divine. Um, and though my avenue certainly was through Christ, uh, I see at the core you know, the goodness and the all-merciful uh, center of love. And I'm when I write songs or when I have conversations with people who are looking to draw lines or create fences or make boundaries, I'm, I, I can allow the fact that their experience has touched them in a, a very moving way but I'm looking for the commonality of the experience. And mm. so to that end, I keep drawing us back to Paul's admonition that God is love. And, you know, love is uh, sometimes spelled with a small L and rarely mm-hmm. spelled with a large L. Yeah. Yeah. And so my goal and my, my aim is to have a constancy, a consistency between uh, the large L love and the love that I express to people around me and the love that uh, we we share with one another. I 
I think that that's really going to be ultimately the eventual um, peaceful healing of the entire world. And in a sense, if you've got a mind for it, I think it's the metaphoric second arrival, the second coming of Christ. Hmm. If, if all of us, you know, if all of us suddenly realize that love is a core of life itself, that love created life, and I, I mean love with a capital L, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. Our, our little piece of reflection of that is a really important component in the making of peace in the world. Yeah. Amen. Wow. Um, Amen. And I think, too, I, what I think is that when – uh, at least I've experienced this in, in in being exposed to your music and uh, especially at times to hearing you sing. Um, you know, when when you put things in parable, uh, you mm. have to work harder. You know, the, and the, <laughs> that's what Jesus did. Jesus Jesus did not lay it out. I mean, in fact, he said he purposely didn't do it that way. You know, and, and I think of these you know, great things, like he said, you don't don't cast your pearls before pigs, you know, and, and and don't give dogs what is sacred. In other words, people who don't want to hear it, well, then don't waste your time. You know, I mean, put it put it where those who are truly after me are going to find it. And then, uh, you know, and so he always spoke in parables and the the beauty, though is when the reward comes, you know, and, and, uh, and uh, uh, I, I love the time I was listening. The first time I ever heard you sing uh, for the love of it all. And, uh, hmm. and, and you got, and when you got to that line, uh, you know, long ago uh, on a hilltop uh, where hmm. now the curious crawl, a man on a cross paid the ultimate cost. For the love of it all, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, boy, I you know, I just melted. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> you know mm-hmm. in a way, I, I'm grasping for this, or I've been waiting for it. Who who knows what? But when it was there, it's just shown with such a brilliance that mm-hmm. uh, it, it was it was more than if I had. You know, you'd written a whole song about what Jesus did on the cross. Right. One right. line. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, the, I I think it's so. You know, when you talk about pearls before swine, <laughs> that <laughs> that is a troublesome phrase uh, to me, a challenging phrase, because um, I see it as a uh, as a challenge to to portray the pearls in mm. such a way that they become a parable a, a parallel desire on the part of the let's say unchurched um, that's why i mean, and i keep working i mean if you traced all my songs from the beginning of my, my uh, spiritual awakening in, in uh, the, well, actually prior to that, you know, even him, you know, which had the line in yep. it, uh, you know, I believe in you. Right. But not knowing what, not knowing what you was and how to right. implement that in my life. Right. So 
if you looked at all of the songs that have been that I've been uh, blessed to be able to create since then, they're all pointing in this evolutionary direction to this last song that's on the new Faz album that says, "Let's talk about love with a capital L." When mm. was the last time you heard it spelled with the emphasis in the uppercase? You know. Mm. Uh, some might some might call it Amazing Grace or the author of Time and Space. But let's talk about love. Uh, <laughs> I'm. You may recall a situation, a change of heart you hadn't seen, where love's the only explanation for a miracle that sets somebody free. So let's talk about love. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with a capital L. Not talking about witchcraft or a magic spell. Or a hanky panky in a cheap motel. Let's talk about love, <laughs> like a master plan, where it all began. And if you believe me, raise your hand and let's talk about love, 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 <laughs> capital L. Yeah. So the the reacquaintance, because everybody knows what love is, John. Everybody knows. Yeah. We've all got yeah. our, you know, some piece of the truth that we have placed in that word. And to the the joy of recognizing that that word is a gateway to the larger L love is uh, unfathomable because then you begin to realize that it's not just you and your old lady, or not just you and the and the girl you have always had a crush on, or not you and your new automobile only. <laughs> it's, Mm-hmm. The uh, the emotional aspect and expression of love is just a hint of the fulfillment that you can feel if you connect with the divine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, um, I uh, this is I have a hard time trying to phrase this this next one, but it, it's um, <laughs> it, it, it's your the the whole issue now has be has become really uh it's become difficult now as you know i'm sure to Mm. identify as a christian it's it's really hard now because uh christian is now um interpreted in a certain way in our culture and that wasn't Mm. that wasn't happening 20 30 years ago I don't believe the way it is now. Now you say Mm -hmm. you're a Christian. Well, we already know your politics. We we know everything about you, you know, at that point. Mm -hmm. And that's Mm got to be difficult for you because um, I know you're not a right wing Republican. And and I know you stand for justice and uh, a lot of things that Christians don't talk about as a general rule. It should be, unfortunately. That uh, I think where that's where you can help us a lot, as a matter of fact. But but how, how do you? Isn't that a? How do you? Do you grapple with that struggle? Uh, and I and I guess it it goes back to the labels really uh, uh, on your yeah, subtitle. Yeah, it does. Your book. Yeah, it does. It does go back to labels. I don't yeah. like to. I don't like to label people when I meet them. Uh, and you know, I mean, even as let's say peripheral as the dispute is between wearing masks for the pandemic and not wearing masks. 
the the wisest thing I've ever heard in that regard is that it's an individual choice. Well, yes, tempered with the fact that your individual choice may ultimately be injurious to somebody else. Right. So the the area of debate then gets distilled, and I think properly so, to a one-on-one circumstance, mm. far mm. beyond labels, far beyond labels, but right into the area of how far can you carry your compassion and concern for another human being? Mm. Uh, are you willing? Are you willing to look the fool uh, to make someone else more comfortable? Uh, to issue, you know, to make them feel safe. Well, there isn't a mother in the world <laughs> who would answer that negatively. You know, you do anything uh, to make sure that your child is safe. So if we treat each other like children with that same kind of innocence uh, and carry and carry love into those circumstances, then I think we have a way of getting past the uh, the labeling or the immediate uh, conclusion that the person that you're speaking to is the other. Um, try to find the mutuality. Um, mm. and and there are there are pearls there for all of us pigs. Wow. Wow. And it's uh it's work though, isn't it? I mean it, it yes. it's yeah, yeah, it's it, it is, but it's joyful. It's uh, you know, it's. <laughs> I, I I think maybe you know what we need. There's a wonderful book out, by the way. Uh, uh, was it Healing Our Divides by Brian Alain. Uh You really should look into it. You should have him on the program, actually. Wonderful, oh, great! Wonderful man who has uh, created a book of uh, I think 17 or maybe even 20 uh, different. Uh, essays by people about in that regard. Ah, yeah. I, you know what's needed though? It just occurred to me, John. Being so great, is a book of icebreakers, uh, <laughs> jokes, jokes that reduce labeling to their humorous uh, to the to a humorous level. Because wouldn't it be wonderful to be able to you know have dinner. Uh, bump into somebody on the street, somebody you thought was a friend, and then as you discover your political yeah. views are really, really, really quite different, you had a joke or a story that was so human and so yeah. caring and wonderful with love at the core of it that it reminded both of you yeah. Yeah. what yeah. life is really about. Well, it, it you know that is so true and and that's the beauty of 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 art and poetry and yeah. music because yeah, it does absolutely. you know um i just wrote as a matter of fact i wrote about this yesterday uh our our 4 year old granddaughter uh she's 6 mm-hmm. now but when she was 4 and that was right in in june of 2020 so in the middle of lockdown isolation mm-hmm. this 4 year old this is word for word. She says, when this is all over, let's have everybody over for a let's 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 have a pool party and everybody's invited. <laughs> when you know and, yeah. and so yeah. and I mean 
said, suddenly I saw, and I, I went on and painted that picture. I saw, you know, Donald Trump pushing Joe Biden in the pool, you know, and then doing a cannonball, you know, and getting everybody wet. And it's like everybody yeah. in the pool, what happens suddenly, you know, everything, yeah. everything disappears and we become human. You know, we're all, yeah, yeah. Oh, by God, you know, if we could just That's beautiful. do you know. that. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. Well, well, you remember what, remember what Dylan said in his talking world war three blues. He said, I'll let you be in my dream if I can be in yours. <laughs> That's great. Well, uh, all right, our, our time's up, but tell me about this new album, Faz Now and Then. What on earth is Faz? <laughs> Faz was a term that I first heard when Paul Desmond of the Dave Brubeck Quartet introduced uh, Peter, Mary, and I on perform a song called uh, Because All Men Are Brothers with the quartet. Mm-hmm. And this merging of folk music and jazz, he felt uh, he was looking for a term to describe it. He said we could either call it faz or we could call it joke. And I think faz was a lot nicer <laughs> term, actually. <laughs> and, uh, and then I realized uh, briefly, just looking back at a, you know uh, a songwriting career that's over 60 years old now, um, that I've always been using jazz chords, even in folk kind of material. You know, um, songs that have, say, a, a lyric gravitas. Uh, I'm using major sevenths. I'm using you know chords that mm-hmm. alternative chords. Mm-hmm. So I I. Uh, surrounded myself with the writing talents of uh, quite a few people. Um, In particular, a song called In Reverence by David Mann, who is a big band tune, and I wrote lyrics and sing it with the gospel singer Teresa Thomason uh, on the album. It's 20 tracks of tunes. If you want to find out about it, just go to the com website. There you go. That's what I wanted to tell everybody. (laughs) S-T-O-O-K-E-Y dot com and you can get all the information there that you need for uh, his his latest albums. He's a, he's a busy man and he keeps he keeps creating and uh, mm. it's, it's it's a wonderful thing that's going on here and and so no you have to promise me you will come back because we haven't talked about justice and I really want to talk about that because that's one of the mm. that's a big black hole for Christians. I don't think we get mm. justice. And uh mm. but I you've mm. been on you've been on the side of justice for a long time. And so can we do that next time? <laughs> of course. And in the interim on the website it's funny, uh kind of in parallel to the book, one of the categories is faith music and justice, you know, so uh, there's, there's some prelude happening there. Okay. Okay. Beautiful. Well, no, thank you so much. Um, All right, John, it's been nice to see you uh, metaphorically speaking. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And And say uh, say hi to your, say hi to your lovely wife and, um, (laughs) and I'll handle and I'll handle whatever questions come about. Just just get them to me, and I'll try to be as uh, open and equitable as I possibly can. Great. Great. <laughs> That's wonderful. 
Noel, thank you so much. Until uh, next time. All right, John. Until right. next time. Yeah, that's great. Well. You're listening to The Catch with John Fisher on Blog Talk Radio. I hope you enjoyed that. I certainly did. Worth listening to again. Lots of good stuff that will help you know how to walk in the world and how to represent your faith in the world. So, uh, yeah, keep on top of it. Keep coming back. Blog Talk Radio. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye now.